Okay, so I think we're recording. So guys, uh, what I'm going to do for this particular uh, episode is I'm going to start rebranding the podcast from Dear Mr. Dragon uh, and have it like not all comedy oriented. I'm going to switch it to a new name. So I'm going to change the name to Labrador Energy Podcast, where I sit down with people that have Labrador Energy <laughs> and we interview them about, uh, you know, how they approach this world and how they, they put that energy out into the world, right? And I'm pretty fortunate to date to have a very uh, interesting special guest uh, come from Berlin. Uh, a friend of mine from Singapore, Isaac Tai, who's also coming in from Singapore. He's been doing uh, a bit of a Trans-Siberian journey, Isaac. Is, the, is that what you've been, been up to? Right. So uh, I think about uh, five months ago, I decided to uh, travel from Singapore to London using buses and trains. And so um, there are three ways to, to get to Europe from Asia. And one of them was the Trans-Siberian. So I... Yeah, I did do the Trans-Siberian. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds pretty. Is it when it was still cold or like warm times? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think winter just ended and spring okay. was coming. So I think you could see the leaves start growing back on the trees. Uh, that was in the eastern part of Russia. Gotcha. Yeah. And then like for a lot of so a lot of my listeners are from Berlin uh, and potentially from like Europe. So yeah. they wouldn't know much about uh, your background for okay. so far. So like, you want, you mind give a quick introduction? Like, right. what, you know, tell us, tell us a bit more about the Singaporeans. Like, oh, what's, what's cooking? <laughs> Right, so um, for about last five years, I was uh, part of a tech startup. We mm-hmm. did food and grocery delivery in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, the name of the company is uh, Honest Bee. Um, and I think at the end of last year, I decided to take a break, so I resigned. Mm-hmm. And I think I was deciding like what I'm going to do to recover. And then one of the things I realized is that I've only traveled for work uh, or for someone's wedding. And, 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 and then I realized like, hey, wait a minute, I have the Singapore passport, which is supposedly one of the best passports in the world. This is true. I think and, it's the, not the most powerful, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Like, I think you only need visa for like six countries and Russia is one of them. So I decided, okay. you know what, uh, I have a good passport. I think it's time to travel for something other than a wedding right, or, right, right. Or, or work. Yeah, take advantage of that passport. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, while people still welcome us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so uh, you see all these Bosnian listeners that we have. <laughs> This is something you can't do yet, unfortunately, but hopefully in the future. <laughs> yeah, so I decided to travel and I needed to set myself a simple goal. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, why don't just travel from Singapore to UK by, by land? And I think one of the good, you know, I think in Singapore, you, you, it's a country that you get to see a lot of people come mm-hmm. uh, from all over the world. Yeah. I was thinking like, maybe it's time to go and visit all these other, uh, yeah, the, the places yeah. where all these folks are from and, and see why are you running away from your country? Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting because like when I was studying in the UK, we had a couple of uh, Singaporean students studying like law and yeah. like we were studying and all of them were like, you know, of course we're going back to Singapore. What do you mean? You're not going back to Romania? And I was like, uh, <laughs> nope. And they're like, no, no, we are going back to Singapore. Of course, it's amazing. And then I went and I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty good life here. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I, I, I think a Singaporean mm-hmm. always joke about is that as a Singaporean Chinese guy, mm-hmm. you're like the lowest in the food chain. Right. Like any white guy is like way above right, you. Right, 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 right. So the I don't white, know why you left Singapore. <laughs> I gave up all that white privilege to come here and take why? advantage of my Romanian dumb privilege, right? I, I think if you like if you use Tinder in Singapore. You don't even need to like. I mean, it was to be honest, like there's a clear. I mean, you know, they, people talk about like white privilege and whether it's a, it's a thing or not, and it is because like you know, I never have I you know swiped and got match, 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 right? Yeah. Like like girls, right? Because yeah. you know, girls when they swipe, they always get like matches. But like you know, in Europe, it's a bit more of a struggle. You're like, hello, I have to be, I have to have more charm, and remove the accent. But uh, you know, it was fun in Singapore. I, I had a good time, and 
uh, I think for me it was like a job kind of related thing coming back to Europe is a bit of a weird situation but you've been what doing comedy so you you're, you're right so the first time I did comedy uh, I went on stage uh, comedy masala mm-hmm. uh, oh, you directly masala okay. yeah um, I think at that time uh, Uma was uh, was a little bit more like the Wednesday talk talk comedy show where okay, where, okay. where where virgins were gone and, and right. give it a shot I think now the Uma has been a bit tighter on the who's on the lineup so in 2013 i went up uh in 2015 we started the the, the company honestly. Right, 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 right so like at the, in january so around that time after one and a half years i had to stop i couldn't do comedy anymore like it's either stand up or start up right, right right and then uh at the end of last year i started doing it again after mm-hmm. uh, i decided to leave the company so i've been doing it quite intensively uh for about five months and right. and, and uh, the last three months has been quite exciting doing right. it in the different uh, cities that I, I've been to. Different kind of cultures as well, right? Right. I, I guess one of the things that I was really afraid of is that Singapore is such a small nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're not even on the map. Barely. Like, you know, I go to some of the hostels, they say, use this pin to pin where you're from. I'm like, right. I can't see my country. <laughs> like, if I put a pin, that's it. No one else can, can put a pin. Done. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and I was concerned that the material wouldn't travel. Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. unique is the Singapore experience? And, or how similar it is, right? And, right. And what I found is that um, I, I perform in all the countries I've gone to, except Cambodia and mm-hmm. Latvia. And I realized that I think our concerns as a as as a race, as as humans, mm-hmm. are it's quite consistent. Family, love. I don't know. A lot of the a lot of the kind of general themes just keeps, stay yeah, the same, keeps, right? Keeps, yeah, keeps coming like, up. Because I think like one of the I mean when I came back from Singapore and I moved to Europe, I did have to scratch a couple of material. Uh, but some of the stuff that you know, basically, I, w- I had this joke about, you know, I want to experience a new and exciting culture, so I went to Bali yeah. to experience the Australian culture. <laughs> but then obviously people don't get it here because it's not the, that yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. But I still kept a couple of them, then you brought them up. But like I said, I think one of the things about uh, moving from Singapore to here was like, you know, actually the importance of making your material a bit more universal. Yeah. And, and, I, and I found that the easiest way to do that is kind of like give it a bit more of an educational uh, uh, vibe to the material mm. so like in, in a way that you know so the people are you know laughing at what you're saying but at the same time they're walking away with something from the show it's like oh okay now i know something about singapore yeah because and I, and I lived in japan for a couple of years i do mention about stuff about japan and like oh okay now i know about japan romania and singapore yeah so i think a lot of people are you know just generally curious to learn new things right i, I think one of the things like um what, what was the reception you got like on the material do you have any particular country preferred so far oh uh, so when when up until Tallinn and Estonia, mm-hmm. most of the folks that came to the show uh, were either expats who were working there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, either, I mean, not necessarily they were native English speakers, but they, they were expats. So like in right. China, uh, Beijing, uh, they were folks working from, you know, from France, from US, from UK and everything. Mm-hmm. Or they were spouses of someone local. And, and, right, and, right. And, and they came and they brought their local um, spouse there. And, and up until then, it was fairly cosmopolitan because they were, the, the folks that were all well-traveled. And, right, right. And, and it, it was quite similar to Singapore. Right. Um, I think we were in Latvia, that was when I was the most concerned. Because right. Latvia or Estonia? Oh, Estonia, sorry. Estonia. Estonia was the most concerned because I think it was a mixed language show. Right. Some, they were, some of the comedians were doing Estonian, some of them were doing English, and they were very young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and obviously, uh, they were, some of them were students and everything, but there was a concern that, um, because English wasn't the, the, the native language, mm-hmm. and, and, and because... When I asked like, how many of you have been to Asia, it was a very small percent mm-hmm. of the, the room. I was really, really concerned that the material wouldn't travel. Right. But, but, but that, that, that day told me was the one that really crystallized that, you, you know, it, it, we're all similar in a lot of ways. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think if you make an effort to, to, to communicate, you realize that 
the recurring themes in all our lives, uh, they just... I mean, like, one of it is, it seems universal is that fathers don't know how to show love properly. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, every country, you make a joke about it, they're like, oh, yes, that's true, that's my true. father doesn't actually do that, or does, does not not do that, but it's the same. I, I, yeah, I think it's a, it's just a general kind of, like, uh, it's a male-oriented thing where you're yeah. supposed to, you know, show that you're strong, yeah. you know? It's like, I wouldn't say, it's just like the stereotype, male stereotypes you have to yeah. kind of abide by. Yeah. Not everybody in the world, you know, you fucking stop crying. Yeah. Uh, if I don't hit you, yeah. I love you. If I don't hug you, yeah. I love you. If I don't do anything, I love you. <laughs> but especially like I think Estonia, you know, has having a bit of a Russian kind of influence, Eastern European background, mm. particularly the you know the male kind of uh, expectations to be more manly, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I, I'm assuming like you know within Asian culture, it's similar aspects. You have to be a man. I, I guess men is in Singapore, in Singapore and Asia, it's really about like I. I what do you want from me? I am putting food on the table. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What, what more do you want? Right? I'm sending you to school. Right, right, right. <laughs> what, what's this like extra emotional kind of like yeah, yeah. responsibility yeah. that I'm supposed to have now? You did well in your results. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to get? <laughs> of course, that's your job. I yeah. put on the table, you do good yeah. exams. You don't clap for me when I put food on the yeah. table. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, similarities and uh, I don't know, I, I feel like I want to do this trip again, right, but right. from the other direction and, and, and experience like uh, the seasons differently. Okay. Uh, yeah, like getting like... from cold to really hot. Now it's like right. hot, 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 hot. Right, 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 right. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to, this has nothing to do with the quality of the food uh, right. in the different countries. Right. But in Singapore, our food is really clean. Right. Or, or you could say that Singaporeans are really weak. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, as a Singaporean, there's always the concern when you go into other places, you can't eat the street food or something like that because right, you get like right. uh, diarrhea, diarrhea or, or like food poisoning or anything. So, it was quite good. Like, you start from Singapore, you go to Malaysia, you train yourself as you go as you Do you have any problems with like the? Because I'm assuming you, you've lived in Southeast Asia for a while. I'm assuming you've kind of died. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any problems until I had something before I took the train uh, to Russia. Okay. So, I was in Beijing and I had something. But the thing is, I don't know why I ate because mm -hmm. it wasn't street food. It wasn't like random food. It was like food from really established food chains. In everything. Russia? No, in, in China. In China, okay. Then I got to the train and that's when I started getting food poisoning. So I think oh, I was like... Oh, shit. Like, yeah, literally, like literally, literally shit. Literally, literally. <laughs> so I was like, I think on the train, like oh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, three days, uh, two nights. Okay. And oh, I was like, I, I felt like I was going to die because my, my stomach was so pain and I had to keep rushing to the toilet. I tell oh. you, shitting on a moving train uh, when it's cold. Uh, That's an experience. You don't know how clean you want to wipe your ass uh, <laughs> because like, I'm so cold, my ass is freezing. What do you do? Like, what would you do with your stuff? Because like, for, for me, if I were to take a train, I don't know, I would say like China or Russia, like, I would be afraid that people would steal my shit, right? Right, so I think that you're gener you, you, you generally bring two bags, right? One right. is all your clothes and everything. Right, right. If you steal it, Fine. Yeah, it's, it I, is I, what it is. I, I don't really bathe anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> but then this other one, which is your passport and everything, you kind of bring it to the toilet. Right, right, right. right. Unless, you know, um, so I took like second class uh, ticket. So that means it's, uh, it's you get a cabin with four beds. Right. And I think a lot of them, they they were filled with like families or friends. So they always like someone else right, to take care so they don't care. But because I was a solo traveler, I, right. I had to bring it by myself. Right. Were these all Chinese people? Or? Oh, so the train that I took, there was a lot of... Uh, backpackers uh, okay. from all around the place um, that was, the train that I took from Beijing out was all backpackers right. but uh, I saw like Chinese backpackers or just foreigners or foreigners foreigners, okay. foreigners. Um, the, the, there were some people who they didn't look like backpackers so okay. I think they, they but they were on a, just like the trip itself right okay yeah um, 
the 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 cabin that I shared with uh, was quite an interesting couple. Um, the guy is from Brazil, okay, and his wife uh, is actually from Spain, and they've been working in Australia. So they were they decided to go back to Spain. All oh, right, okay. And they decided to do a, a whole world journey on the way back. Oh, I see, I see, I see. So that was quite interesting. So that's one. Um, right. The cabin next door to me was an Australian couple. I see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was interesting. Oh, one thing about this thing is when I was in uh, the hostel in Estonia. Okay. There were two Hungarians there. Uh, they were a couple, and they were sharing that they were backpacking through. Uh, sorry, backpacking through Latvia, but uh, hitchhiking through Latvia. Okay. And and we were saying like, oh, that's quite interesting. And so, and the, the Hungarian was saying that you know a lot of Hungarians we take like one year to travel. Right. Okay. It's it's a common thing. And then I was making. A, I was telling them in Singapore we had a couple. Mm-hmm. They quit their job and traveled for one year. That made the national newspaper. Really? Okay. <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know about the Singaporean culture, but it can be very like you know very kind of straight, not right. Thai kind of like very I, I, professional, I would, not very super risk taker, adventure oriented. I, I don't think so much that we're not risk takers or we're not adventurous. I think it's so much is that. From a very young age, you kind of like get mentally imprinted into your uh, mind, into your, into your brain. There's a mental imprint of your what your life is supposed to be, right? You go six years primary school, four years secondary school. Depending on your what you want to do, you either go to the polytechnic or to the junior college. Right. After that, you go to university if you can. And after that, you're expected to get a job. You're expected right, to right, get right, married. Right, you're expected right, to have right. a kid. You're supposed you have to follow the path. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. And like, where's the time to do like one year, right? Right. Especially if you're a Singapore guy. Right, right, right. Because you're more. Because we did. Because. That's there's a lot more pressure, I guess, but I think there's the pressure comes from the fact that you feel like you've lost two and a half years of your life, because we do national service. Oh yeah, national service. Yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. So for people that don't know, national service is basically uh mandatory mandatory conscription. Right. Yeah, military conscription. So basically, a Singapore man has to spend two and a half years. Oh, I spent two and a half years, but they shortened it for uh, the subsequent generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years of military service. Right. Right, and. So you go in at around the age of nineteen, you come out and study around the age of twenty one. Right. So guys actually don't so I think so one that's of, your time yeah, traveling. That's your get years. Yeah, that's uh, a gap years. Yeah. But you go to the jungles of Malaysia. Which is quite interesting because women tend to do gap years more than men in Singapore. Right. And I guess it's one of it is because they feel, hey, I have a bonus two years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're winning two years. Yeah, they're getting this like extra two years compared to their peers. So actually there are a lot more solo travelers. From Singapore, there are female and a lot of uh, pair travelers. You right, you don't right, get right. so much guys because you, right. you don't feel like you have the time. Yeah, and I feel like for girls as well, like if you kind of start, is it is it, you, I mean, I didn't see it as much, but like if you know, obviously, if you're a girl and you have two years ahead of all the guys, does that mean that that does that get reflected within like the different corporate structures? Oh. like most of the girls are boss. Uh, most of the bosses are girls, or right. So I think that's a. Un, I'm not sure whether it's an official law, it's an unspoken rule, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think guys. There was a time that supposedly guys started with a little bit of a higher salary, mm. uh, because then at least so let's say for example when I when I come out from university my salary may be four right the the girl may be like three something but that's because she's two years younger right, right, or something right, like right. that I think that was an unspoken rule or something like that but I I would be surprised if that was still the case the case because right. you know you're talking about like it's not about whether you're male or female or your age it's about right. the number of experience you have doing the job so yeah, yeah. I'll be surprised if that was still the case but right. I used to hear that there was this unspoken uh, rule. Um, I think the, the, the issue with the females is that um, if they want to have kids, right, they mm. may start out faster, right. but then once they have the kid, it becomes right. like, it, it, there's some kind of equalizing that happens later on in they the career. They have to step back a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. because the yeah, child, yeah. is it, I forgot how, um, maternity leave is like, is they give you like a lot of maternity leave in Singapore? I think Singapore is like, I can't remember. I think two months. Oh, uh, okay. I think two months, I think two months. 
And yeah. it's only the women. Uh, right, and there's no paternity. In some society, the guys get the paternity leave. Yeah, I think it's mostly the Nordic countries. Yeah. They're trying to implement it. Uh, different companies, like tech companies, have that right. kind of policies. Yeah. But I guess it depends on the... the I have, I'm not super familiar how it is in Germany, but I know like probably Norway and Sweden, they, they yeah. have something yeah. similar. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nordic countries are the ones with the best... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a lot of good stuff going. Because the thing is, like, uh, I went to, I did a show in uh, Stockholm uh, earlier this year, and I had a couple of chats with people there. Yep. They were saying, uh, one of my friends was saying, like, you know, even the the power dynamics between the genders are quite different than in the rest of Europe. Right. Because, for example, you know, for, well, at least according to my friend, is uh, it's quite common for girls to ask uh, guys out in uh, Sweden, which is like. You know, next time if I ever have a son, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick him out of Singapore. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, look, don't date until you're 18. <laughs> right. Go to army and boom, go out. Yeah, <laughs> go, 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 and figure out the figure out figure out what's up. Go to Stockholm where these like all these girls are taking me out. So it's quite interesting that you mentioned that yeah. because when I was in Estonia, I met a, like quite a few foreigners, right? And right, I was, right. Like, they said, oh, I came here. They're like, why are you staying after so years, so many years? And they said, like, oh, I met an Estonian girl and I, I got married to her and I'm here, right? Or oh, I think some of them met them. Uh, oh, I was in Russia. I was doing right. a show. And there was this South African guy, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I'm here because the Russian, uh, I met her, uh, this Russian girl somewhere, and right. we got married. And she wanted to come back, and I followed her. You know what's interesting, and I think this is really different uh, in Singapore, is that if a Singapore girl meets mm -hmm. a foreign guy, mm -hmm. she goes with the guy. Right, right, right. We our ladies are untrapping the talent in Singapore. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. We're losing. It's the the Estonian uh, pussy trap, man. That's what they call it. No, it's not just the Estonian. Yeah, it's Russian Russian. As well. So what's wrong with Singapore? Why can't Singapore girls trap the Romanian guy or the uh, I don't know, man. I, German I think, guy. I think it's I guess for maybe it is the the fact that maybe just like maybe like uh, Russian girls are a bit. I mean, usually girls tend to be a bit more you know attached to their parents, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming like they usually, for example, I know I have a couple of friends in uh, Estonia where you know they met. They because a lot of Estonians they go to Australia to work. Right, right. They have like the what do you call it, travel visa. Okay, whatever. okay, okay. And a lot of times, you know, they come back from Australia, right. um, and they want to come back to the family, be close to the mother, the father. Uh, I guess Singaporeans they just want to run away from it's, their parents. Yeah, it's more exotic, I guess. I don't know, or like maybe these guys guys tendly are like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go see what happens. I don't know. Guys do more stupid things, like <laughs> moving to Russia. <laughs> Particularly. Uh, but you know, to each their own, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, the thing is, like, even when I was in Singapore, Singapore is a very kind of, uh, you, at least I felt like everybody just comes two, three years and then they kind of go, right? Right. At least, at least the foreigners, they it's kind of like a, just this, it's just like a phase. Right. So I think I think for Singapore, I think I mean I, I shouldn't speak for the government, but my sense is that the government wants uh, the foreigners who come to first get a permanent residency, mm -hmm. and then eventually um, the. You know, like they talk about the foreign talent. We use the word foreign talent. Mm -hmm. uh, when, I mean, you generally only use that for the for the white folks, I guess, right, 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 or, or right, the, the Indian folks, folks yeah, or the Indian yeah, yeah, folks, yeah. right? Generally, um, and, and I guess a certain class of folks, like I mean, we don't call the construction worker foreign talent, right, but, right. but they are building our building. And yeah, 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 we call yeah. them like foreign workers or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess for for the government, they actually for the folks that they come, uh, the ones uh, from I guess with certain skills and certain professions, we actually. I wouldn't be surprised if the government actually would like them to stay. First mm. be a permanent resident, right. and then after that become a citizen. Right. And I guess there are certain privileges as a permanent resident also. Uh, but I think with the... And I, I guess this is mirrored in other societies. Um, when the local guys suffer a little bit in terms of economic stuff, like the jobs, maybe they're not getting as high salary as... Yeah, the, yeah, that's usually the case. I mean, I, when I was in Singapore, basically, so, you know, I was particularly in a different position because a lot of times I had a lot of expat friends, right? right? 
And the expat friends actually, a lot of times, they ended up kind of living in a bit of a bubble. Yeah. Like with all the other expats. Yeah. Because I was a bit more involved in the comedy scene. Obviously, yeah. I had the chance to kind of socialize a bit more with like uh, local Singaporeans. You know, obviously, get a lot of the food recommendations. Yeah. You gotta go here. You gotta go there. Oh my God, yeah. this is the best. Uh, you get the best, uh, you know, bakute here. That's not correct. Yeah. Oh my God, you're eating at Newton Center. That's garbage. No? Uh, that's a tourist trap. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I used to live around there, and they're like, "Oh, it's the best bakute ever." It's like, what? <laughs> but I think a lot of the other friends I had, they're just kind of, you know, hanged out with a lot of French people, with yeah. a lot of Dutch people, yeah. and then they never kind of actually mix with the culture. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Maybe one of the reasons is because, like you said, maybe it's also people might feel that. You know, might be not necessarily too uh, like a conservative kind of vibe, but like people feel that the cl- the clash of cultures is too high. Maybe I don't, I, I, I don't think that's a. Cl- I think once like I think one of the the great things about the company that I started, uh, Honestbee, mm-hmm. was that we had people from many different places. Right. And after a while, you realize that you need to get some. There is a little bit of like a, a I don't know like a transition period or a dating period or get to know period where you try right. to understand everyone. But after a while, you realize actually. Our similarities are more than our differences. And, right. and once you become friends and you understand each other, you know, you, you don't see it. I, I think what happens is, I think you're, you're right in the sense that there is a certain kind of bubble mm-hmm. because um, the ones who come over, you know, either the accommodation is paid for by the company right. or, or they, they, right. they have a higher salary when they rent. Right, right. Generally, they rent in cl- certain clusters, right? Which is yeah, near yeah. the town. The CD, uh, basically, CD. the CBD? Yeah, CBD, along yeah. the central area. And the Singaporeans stay at the outskirts, right? In right, the right, housing right. development, yeah. bought flats, the public housing. Right, right, right. And so, because you don't mix, I guess, mm. and so I think, and then you know, like when you take public transport, it's cram and everything. Mm. It breeds certain kind of resentment, right, and, right. and because you're not interacting with them, you. I mean, you interact with them in the workplace, but which is right. very different from interacting with them on like, social. Yeah, level, like, yeah, like you know, I have. Uh, it breeds resentment. And I guess there was a period of time when the uh, the Singapore government actually, I mean, they, they still won the majority, but they lost quite a bit of. Uh, they didn't win by a crazy majority, right, right? right? And so I think the government revised the immigration policies a little bit. You hear stories about uh, uh, EP, employment passes for right, foreigners right, right. not being yeah, renewed yeah, easily yeah. or like PR yeah. applications. That's, it used to be the case, like uh, when I first got there, they, they would say like, you know, if you're in Singapore for like a year or two, you can get a permanent residence, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Permanent. Now you have to need like four or five years correct, or something. Correct, it's a lot correct. more complicated. Which as a Singaporean actually is really, really concerning because talent is a zero-sum game. Mm. If, 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 if like for example yourself, if you're not in Singapore helping grow right. Singapore, right. You're, you're here helping this economy grow, right? Right, right, right. And I guess it's a, it's not... There's always the danger eventually that there'll be a brain drain out of Singapore. Mm. Like the smart Singaporeans go, there's no one else here. Right. All the smart folks from everywhere in the world, it's somewhere else. Right. Maybe I don't want to come back from the UK. I am right. uh, yeah, like the folks that you met, right? Right, like right? I stay in the UK or move to continental Europe and everything. And Singapore will suffer. So mm. I don't know. I feel like once we spend certain amount of time to get our infrastructure right, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe uh, build a bit of excess capacity, mm. then maybe the government will start revising their, I mean, loosening the the opening the, the the door a bit more for the foreigners and, and I mean one thing that I wanted to ask you about because like I, I've kind of just noted I've just saw what was happening to Facebook basically they shut down blue jazz right yes yeah so I'm like because I want to I wanted to ask like you know Berlin is like you can see it's a very buzzy artsy right now uh, we're kind of like recording this in a very kind of uh, right uh, very kind of like on the ground kind of like right. hipster vibes slash you know uh, right. comedy club right uh, but like you see like now basically the kind of inclination for the arts is growing and growing in all right. these kind of parts of Europe right. and I was very surprised to see that they shut down Blue Jazz what the right. fuck okay so I, mean, I guess for your audience who may not know what Blue Jazz is it's a it's a club that plays jazz obviously mm-hmm. uh, hence the name in a shop house in our old Abbott Street mm-hmm. uh, and 
the Singapore, sorry, beside there, there was a, a condominium. So, right. which is basically a expensive living, uh, housing, right? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, we have certain kind of a law or certain kind of rules where past a certain hour, um, you got to like, either shut the entertainment, the live entertainment, right. or um, move inside uh, the, the the building and, and, and mm-hmm. close to it so mm-hmm. that the sound doesn't get out and, and disturb the people who are trying to sleep or living around the area. Right. So apparently, my understanding is that Blue Jazz uh, broke those rules quite a few times. Right. And the residents around the area complained. Right, complain. and, and because of that, the entertainment license got revoked. Right. So they can still operate as a F&B place, if right. I understand correctly. Right. But like, no one's going to go there just for the food and, and drinks. Yeah, they they go mean, there... Yeah, they go there for the music, to right. dance, to hear comedy, to do a lot of other things. Yeah, these two sounds are the choir from the Yes, yeah. correct, correct. And so because of that, I think they lost their license. So I think they're, I, to be honest, I'm not sure whether they shut down perfectly. Or, right. or, I, or but, I do know, yeah, but I do know that uh, the entertainment part is, is like, at least stand-up comedy can't, 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 can't function anymore. Yeah, can't function there. So, I don't know. I, I think Singapore, sometimes we can be a bit too by the book. Mm. Too by the book. Um, I don't know whether there was a way to mediate this situation. Right. Um, to basically tell the residents, like ask the residents, like, look, could we just agree some days off, some or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? Close the windows, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot anyway. Yeah, Close yeah, the windows yeah, on yeah, your yeah, aircon. Yeah. 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 Exactly. What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, but I sometimes I feel as though that this kind of stuff. Let me let me take something back. Maybe mm-hmm. not always Singapore is by the book. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 or, or maybe in this particular case, um, they will buy the book because. Of past historic interactions, right? Maybe, right? Because like repeat, repeat, offense. right? And you go back and you try to like, hey, you know, I'm giving you a chance, do it again, don't right. do it again, right? Right, right, right. right? And and you never know, like, uh, the owners of the establishment, how they interacted with the police or right. the, the 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 guys who are doing the regulations and everything. They could be like, I don't know, this is really bad, but they could have been like, because I'm make, I'm assuming something, right? They could mm-hmm. have been like, why don't you care about the arts, right? right? right it come right, from right. that, like. Uh, accusatory position right, like, right, right, like you're right, the police you're just right. like anyone else you don't Starting care about that yeah. with, the, with, the, with, the, with the foot towards conflict yeah, so, like, this is like just speculation yeah, correct right but because I've seen the Singapore government sometimes make exceptions right? Right, I mean, right, right. So, so I want to take back to say that we are always by the book I, I right. think we try to resolve conflict mm-hmm. um, but if we really there's nothing else we always fall back by the rules that's like, right, right, the, like the kind of like uh, regress to the mean yeah, 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 yeah. this is the baseline right, right yeah, okay yeah. Okay, interesting. And then, uh, so I've been away from Singapore almost two years now. Right. So it's uh, you know, time flies. Right. Uh, how, how has the scene developed in the past two years, like for comedy and just art? So you know, Fast got a Netflix series. Yeah, right? sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so got Fast the... is a Malaysian. Uh, oh, sorry, Malaysian. Sorry, a Malay stand up comedy. You got to edit. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> sorry, Fast, if you're listening to this. <laughs> So he's a Malay comedian from Singapore, but he got a Netflix uh, special. Yeah, uh, was it the uh, almost banned? It was called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Kevin J was uh, he came here as well I think, two months ago. Oh yeah, he got a special too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, Rishi and Sam, so Sam, Sam is like taking this to another level. I think he's going full on full time. Right. Okay. Yeah, and so the scene is growing. We mm-hmm. had the full time comedy club, the Mar- the Merry Lion. Mm-hmm. I think that has been uh, very beneficial for the right scene for the scene and stuff like that. I think what's interesting is that a lot, I see a lot more folks going out of Singapore to perform. So right. Jackie, Jackie has gone out to perform. Sam has gone out to perform. The restaurant Southeast Asia, or yeah, around Southeast Asia, right? right. I, I think Chris, Christopher, uh, Colin, sorry, right, Colin, Colin, yeah. Colin won some competition and he also went out to perform. And so okay. 
Jinx recently did the Melbourne Festival. But Jinx has already kind of have, has a bit of virality to some correct, degree. Correct, correct. He did the colonization joke. Right? Yeah, 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 I think so like a million views yeah, or something yeah, 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 yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think what's interesting is that I think a lot more people beyond the sons of Singapore, right? So, you know the right. sons of Singapore. Yeah, like one, one Chinese, one Malay, and one yeah, Indian. Like yeah, yeah. Jinx the Chinese, Rishi yeah, the Indian, yeah. fast the Malay. Yeah, yeah. But it's not just them anymore. Right. I think there's like a third generation, right? Coming up, yeah. yeah. Kuma was the first generation yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. And then they were the second. I think there's a third generation. And the third generation is starting to go out really early. Mm-hmm. Like Jackie, like just... I mean, the, the I think it's also the, the, the trend is going, you know, the basically the, the tide that raises old ships, right? Is that what it's called? It's like the whole Netflix thing is kind of, you know, really popular startup. Even within, you know, Europe and Eastern Europe, right. a lot of people kind of consume it as a... As uh, I wouldn't say higher form of entertainment, but like you know, especially within Europe, uh, I was telling you the fact that you know, in order to know English at a level where you can start that a comedy that comes from the UK means yeah. that you're probably middle class, upper middle class, right. right? So when I've done some of these shows around Europe, a lot of times people saw it as more of a, uh, you know, like more of an upper class activity. Right. So it has like a certain allure to it, right? right. So with that I think now you know the pie is growing bigger, right? Right. So more and more people are starting to get into it. Right. Uh, and it's interesting to see how, because like I said, I was talking, uh, we, we had a chat before, we, we didn't record it, but the fact that, you know, all these other parts of Europe were not necessarily service, people don't know that, people underestimate how much, how well people speak English, I guess, throughout Europe. Right, right, uh, right. And how much content they consume online, right. because they don't have it, you know, available there. So a lot of times, like I said, when I went to fucking Belgrade in Serbia, right. people knew uh, like very specific references about like George Carlin, right, right, right. like Bill Hicks, right, right. and like you know there used to be that show called The Green Room. Right. Uh, while back they knew that I was like, what the fuck are you guys? Right, it's right. like, well, there's nothing to do. We just watch YouTube, you know, <laughs> in the winter especially. And they're yeah. like, oh, okay, well that's pretty interesting to see that. So I was in China, mm-hmm. uh, and I watched my first stand-up comedy in Mandarin. Okay. And and I mean, my Mandarin is then isn't that fluent to catch all the jokes. Right. But I, I think I caught like uh, 60% or, or something like that. Okay. Uh, passing grade. But um, even the, the themes are the same as well. Right. So even though they were doing it in another language, right. the themes are the same. Oh, and you mean the general kind of family, friends, sex, yeah, yeah, alcohol. Um, observation about the differences between people from right. different parts of China. Right, right, right. Um, uh, about foreigners in China, that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. Like... I, I, I guess I was going to like say back to your point about like a lot of people consuming all this kind of content. Mm. I, a bit of me feels that they are translating content from diff- like they watch it in English and they and and and, and some of they, it they it, they, inspir- they, they get inspired and right? they get inspired yeah. right, right and it structures all the stories similar similarly right? Right, right and then obviously because in Mandarin there's a uh, there's our own way of the language has its own uh, nuances yeah. and, and, and so like tempo yeah tempo. They they, they they add some things to it, right? right. There's some sometimes when I I look at uh the non-native English speakers do comedy mm-hmm. like in Russia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, and even China. I uh but for Chinese they did it in both Chinese and in I mean uh, Mandarin and English uh, they, right. in the different shows. And I have a sense that some of the jokes are are really funny. Right. It's because they think in a certain language mm-hmm. and then they translate it. Right, right, right. right. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm curious actually. Like I I guess one of the things that I'm wondering is like. How much does the language that you grew up with affect your humor, especially when you translate it to English, right, right, right. and when you say it in your native So that, that's a that's a good question because, for example, uh, so let's take myself for example. Uh, you know, I grew up in Romanian as my native language, sure. but when I started doing comedy, I'd already been speaking English for like, like about seven years right, right. continuously. So yeah. at that point, that was most of my thinking process happens already in English, right? right? 
Uh, but I see a, I see a couple other comedians that are from Romania that are performing in the UK, yeah. and I think you know they've only left the Romania for like two to three years, yeah. and I think they still have the process where they think about it in Romania and then they translate it to English. Yeah. And yeah, it has some form of like, uh, I guess Romanian humor tends to be a bit more cynic, yeah. it has a bit more of a cynical nature, and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, it's an interesting flavor. Yeah. Yeah. But and you saw like, did any of the guys in Estonia do it in English, or was it just you? There was one Estonian guy who did it in English. Remember who it was? No, I can't okay. remember okay. his name. Um, to be honest, I guess so. Oh. Yes, I remember his material. Okay, let's see. Let's see. It was. It was. Okay, I I I can't remember his whole set, but right. there was a part where he was talking about how, um, the age of consent was different. Uh, in some places it's sixteen years old, some places it's fourteen right. years old. I couldn't really catch whether he was talking about in Europe itself right. or Estonia itself. Right. But I guess he's talking about. Was Europe. It, remember how the bald guy hair? Ah, oh. I know a couple of the guys there because I still live like a year. Shit, I can't remember. I can't describe how it looks. Shit, that sounds racist, right? Like, all white guys look the same to me. That's fine. A lot of of them look the same, you know? So, you know. But it's something like that. It was... I guess it was a bit like... Was it dark, dirty? But I think it was an interesting observation that the age of consent for for sex is different. And you... I I guess he... he, The material was talking from a perspective of like... Young girls, right? Right. When right, you right. think about it, they're so young guys, right? Right. right, right, right. But generally, I guess it's slightly different. Like, if a fourteen-year-old guy has sex with a twenty-eight-year-old girl, we'll say, "Well done, well done, bro." Well yeah. well yeah. yeah. This guy fucks. What a <laughs> boss! But it's slightly <laughs> different, right? Like, why is it that the girl is the one getting taken advantage of? Well, I, generally, I don't think a fourteen-year-old should be having sex with a twenty-eight-year-old, or right, rather, right, a twenty-eight-year-old right. shouldn't be having sex with a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Either way, either either gender. But I guess our reaction sometimes is slightly different. But he was coming from that perspective, but. It's quite interesting that he made that joke because, mm-hmm. and the reason why I think it's interesting is because I, I really think that biologically, human beings are actually supposed to get married younger and have kids younger. So, I mean, because our life expectancy was so shorter yeah, at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why like, my parents had me at like, well, like 24. So right, correct. And I think even before that, like, like when we won two, three hundred years old, it was yeah, like 15. Yeah, yeah. Much 16. Yeah. Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, they were 14. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 14 or 16 or something of sorts. But like, uh, was it Claire Danes and uh, you know the DiCaprio? They are like yeah. Yeah, 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 they make them look so old, right? Yeah, but they're actually yeah, yeah, yeah. like quite young. Yeah, I think what was the uh was it Game of Thrones or or or, or Lord of the Rings? The characters are actually supposed to be much younger in the books. I haven't read the books yet. Probably Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? Of Thrones, uh, someone yeah. I think someone was mentioning the characters are supposed to be much yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah. In the book. So I, I found it interesting when he made that thing because it's probably only a recent thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, recent in. I mean, last uh, hundred years. Uh, Two hundred years in terms yeah. of like human humanity's history. I think it's probably last hundred years, maybe even last fifty years. Because like I said, my parents, so yeah. probably my grandma got married like eighteen or something. Right. And, and, and the reason why I find it interesting, and it goes back to something that you mentioned, right, about the life cycle of a comedian. Right, right, right. Right, and and it also ties into um, how I feel like Singapore has a fixed path for the age. Right, like, right, you know, right. You're supposed to be nineteen. You have to go into army. And this right, is right, right, the right. markers of your life. Is that I feel like all this puts. Or oh, uh, some context, right? You know, we, we say a communist was a three, five, seven, ten, yeah, which yeah. is true, right? Yeah, yeah. But then we put another kind of limit to say like, oh, you know, only after three years can you do a one hour. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, only yeah. after two years can you be yeah. the closing act or something. Yeah, yeah. And we put all these kind of things, yeah, right? Yeah. And what I find interesting, when he was talking about like the, the age of consent, what I find interesting is that I think as a society, we've put all these artificial limits on our, our, our youth, yeah, right? And we yeah. tell them like, this, this, you got to follow this plan. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. when actually, I think like, why? When did? How old did Alexander the Great conquer yeah, the world? Yeah, right? Probably twenty something. Oh, we're like, like we're limiting our guys. Like, you go do. I mean, I understand that certain 
because there's so much knowledge now yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, there's so much yeah. things to learn, yeah. you need to dedicate a lot of time to get the baseline yeah. before you can be a functioning adult. Yeah, but yeah. why do we say like you need this is what you learn in one year. Right. This is what you learn in two years, right? I mean, the, the, the reality is like, you know, because I was thinking about this quite recently, like, if you look at like, uh, you know, universities, right? Mm. Like four years, you need to be in university. Uh, do you though? Because you can learn programming, you can kind of do it in one year and then you can start working, right? Correct, correct. And you can start kind of actually creating and adding value. And I, I think the problem with that thing is that, you know, we talk about how lifelong learning right. and you got always continuous right, learning. Right, right. So the, the thing about this whole university concept is that my learning ends at, after university, yeah, after yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And, and because this is when I do it and I'm out, right? And then some people obviously, oh, you want to continue learning? Go back to academia, be a PhD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way I think about it, it should be like, I learn one year, I go out, I realize, shit, the world has changed. Exactly. I might need to spend another six months learning. Exactly. I go back and exactly. learn exactly. again, right? Exactly. And, and, and it's not because you don't want to work, but you want to dedicate, because you need to focus, right? right and right, you right. intensely focus and you ask the right questions based on all your experience. Exactly. I mean, you remember, like, even with the, uh, I, remember, I forgot, I think I was thinking of listening to a podcast a while back, and they were saying, like, you know, a lot of the jobs that we are going to be doing in 10 years, we're, they don't exist at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, everything you do in school now doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just kind of like to get a bit of discipline and a bit of structure yeah. so you can work for it. But, like, you but don't you need four years. Yeah, you need four years to get a bit of structure. <laughs> so, that's why a lot, of, especially with, like, the fucking insane costs of education in the U.S., right? Mm. Like, do you need to go, like, Three hundred thousand dollars. You know, the, the Neil Brennan has a joke, and he was like in Singapore. I saw him at oh, the oh, yeah. line, right? Neil Brennan has this joke about like uh, how going to university is basically you go to a bank and you take out a loan, yeah. and the business is you. <laughs> you know, imagine going to a bank and be like, uh, "What are you gonna do with this uh, three hundred thousand dollars?" Well, I'm just gonna drink a lot, and, you know, have party, you know, party, have some sex, and then try know, not to have a baby doing the yeah, <laughs> learn a bit more about art. They're like. That's a terrible business model. I would never give you this money to start a business. A bank would never give you this money, right? But because it's university, it's like you, you give the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's all about like, and if, you know, even the, the changing career path, you know, like look at uh, comedy now is becoming more and more of a realistic career path, right? Uh, for different people and, and, and probably other form of arts. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, you know, people, because like, people are like, okay, how, how, this is not, like when I, when I went to school, my parents were like, you have to do law. Right. Because law is the, you know, it's going to be there, it's going to be sustainable, it's going to be the thing to do, right? But how many billion dollar lawyers do you see in the past 10 years, right? right. Like even if, even just if you want to use like success uh, money as a metric, right. like no, they come from tech, they come from like uh, some of them for like advertising, fucking Instagram influencers, right? Yeah. Like influencers, Instagram. Or I, like, I, I, I don't think you should call it influencers. Or like, like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. What about YouTubers? YouTubers, there's a lot of YouTubers. Yeah. Or like, or like oh, even something more non-traditional. Uh, professional, uh, professional gamers. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they, but the guys who are, the guys, the first generation of guys, they didn't earn a lot. Like, what's yeah, it? Yeah, uh, Danny, Dandy, Dandy. Right. Danny didn't earn a lot, right? I, I'm not super from Na- Navi, and, but I mean, he's still very famous, and yeah, but, yeah. but he didn't earn a lot when he was playing. But right. now the prize money is insane. It's insane. Yeah, they got like the you know the League of Legends games. Yeah. They have fucking they have sponsorship for universities. Yeah, they yeah. got like ten million dollars prize pool. They got like professional teams. So I think the the thing is like it's not so much about follow your passion, right? Right, you know, like so you know we swing this pendulum, right? Like you know, uh, follow your passion or be practical, right? Mm. I think the key is whatever you want to do. Just be the best, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or not not be the best, but aim to be the best. Aim to be the best, like just give it your one percent. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, yeah, and you know, there's like uh, what you like, even like uh, 
non-traditional kabut. I think, I think the idea, the point here is like you have to keep your mind open, right? Yeah. Because let's say not the professional gamers, but what about the, the streamers? Right. You know, Twitch. Yeah. And like a whole platform where people are just kind of playing yeah. games or like they're doing whatever the fuck they're doing and making money, right? I suspect that the like if you look at the stats, right, and for all this like the gamers and everything, it's maybe the top ten percent or maybe the top one percent. Like there's a whole other bunch of people. Yeah, they just who, don't make enough. Oh, don't make the money, right? I think should should if you didn't qualify all that kind of industry, just entertainment. It's the same with entertainment, right? You have like a well, it's the same. It's the same with tech and everything. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I think like the ones, the, the top guys always make the money, but then there's this this big drop off, mm. right? Right. Yeah. But I feel like if you do it without the intention of making the money, right, and then eventually it does, right. that's that's a bonus, right? That's the, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're doing what you enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, and I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some practicalities, right? You have to pay your rent. You have to of pay. Course, your of course, of course, of course. Correct, but then that's where you have to be. Like, you got to know yourself, right? Right, right, right. Where you stand, right? Right, right, right. I mean, like some of us, like I want to be the. Like, I could spend all my time trying to be the best. I don't know, uh, League of Legends player. Right, but, right, right. But I don't have the aptitude for it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, don't yeah. delude yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. follow your passion, but then it comes to a time like, look, you put in the hours, you put in the effort, yeah, everything, yeah. but you need to know yourself, and yeah. and it's like. Well, that sounds really bad. Now I'm like saying like, no, but uh, crush your dreams. There's the other side of the pendulum where you're like something, you're really good at something yeah. and you get paid for it, but then you don't really enjoy it, right? Mm. Yeah, so what do you do then? I mean, that's the question. That situation, you save up money and you try to just <laughs> There's a lot of people that are in that position. Like, for example, uh, you know, when I was working in, uh, in Japan, I was doing uh, executive search, basically headhunting for investment banking, right? And I was really good at it and I was making a lot of money, but yeah. at the same time, I wasn't very happy. Yeah. And I was like, what do I do? I just well, I have to move away because if you're not, if you're, it doesn't matter how, you know, well off you are financially, if you're miserable every day, it doesn't yeah. matter, right? So at the moment, like, you know, obviously comedy is kind of like at the start and it's growing, but I'm having a lot, I'm, I feel a bit more content every day, yeah. right? So, but then, you know, again, the idea is also take a lot of, uh, a lot of the lessons you've learned in the previous jobs and bring them here, which is what I'm doing now, like yeah, the metrics yeah, yeah. and like, you know, the structure and, you know, the more aggressive kind of push towards, you know, growing the sage but yeah it's still i guess i think yeah. the, i think everyone's quest in mm. general or at least i guess um i don't know i don't know what's like growing up in a rural area as a farmer or whatever right. but i guess like for us in modern in the cities and everything right. i guess all of us are on this quest of finding that sweet spot where we mm. we're doing what we like mm. we are good at what we, we right. are, what we like and we get paid really well. Exactly, we're yeah, we're yeah, really exactly, trying yeah, to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Japanese have a word for it, like that sweet spot. There's a word for it. I probably there's probably a word for everything in Japan. Uh, but yeah, this. I mean, uh, I think I heard a lot in that uh, what startup podcast they call it, like the that area of genius, right? right? Where like whatever you do, you're good at it, and you don't really worry about the money or anything. Sort of, you just like you do it because you enjoy it, right? And I don't know. This guy become became a bit philosophical, but the idea is, uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, try not to hit yourself at the end of the day. It's, uh, uh, I know that's kind of my goal at the moment. Try yeah. to hit yourself. Try to make sure other people don't hate you. <laughs> ah, I mean, other people. It's it's well, very. You can't do much to control what other. Oh, people Oh, rather you don't hate like. other people. Yeah, exactly. you, oh, you don't yeah, resent yeah, other people. Exactly, yeah. Don't resent think, other people. Exactly. Yeah, because I think you, other that people, you can control. That you can control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can control what you can do. But like other people, sometimes they'll hate because you know they resentful or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, what am I gonna do, chief? You know, wait for you to fucking come around the bush. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, I don't know. So basically, uh, what else you got on the agenda before you wrap it up? The tour and go back to Singapore. So it's Germany, mm -hmm. then after that Amsterdam, mm -hmm. uh, the Netherlands, right? And then Did you find I, any gigs there? Yeah. Okay. I got I got two gigs there. And after that, go to UK. Mm -hmm. Well, it's tough to get gigs there. Uh, there's uh there's a couple of websites. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So yeah, you have to still grind. Um, and then from the UK, go to Paris, mm -hmm. and from Paris, uh, go back, come back to Germany, and then fly back. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you get back to Singapore when? Uh, by July I'll be back. By July. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well. 
I was going to say, uh, I think it's probably, we, should, we kept it on for a bit longer, it's like 45 minutes. Right, right. Uh, I think we can kind of wrap it up at this point. Right, right. I was going to say, uh, so basically tonight we're going to be both performing here in uh, in Berlin at uh, the show called We Are Not Game Used. Right. So looking forward to seeing how the set has evolved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're, you're in the same half as I am now, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're both first half. Yeah, yeah, first half, first half. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And then we do that and see how it goes. But uh, good to catch up with you, man. Yeah. Good to see you here in, uh, in sunny fucking Germany, like 41 degrees. <laughs> it's been roasting all day. Yeah. Thanks for having me on your first episode of your new yeah, rebranded yeah, yeah. podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Labrador Energy. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, going around from China and all these parts of the world. It's yeah. definitely Labrador <laughs> Energy. I think we're going to set it up. Uh, yeah, let's see how the show goes. And uh, I think, well, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you want to follow Isaac, do you want to plug any social media or something? I have no social media account yet. I need, I need a professionalize like you have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add some uh, some stuff on the, uh, on the website where you guys can follow uh, Isaac and kind of, if you're ever in Singapore, you know, hit him up. Maybe you can kind of put you guys in touch with some of the people in the scene there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming out and uh, thanks a lot for listening. See you guys uh, in the next episode of the Labrador Energy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time to listen to this episode. Uh, if you'd like to keep up to date with some of the uh, new podcasts or shows that I'm doing, you can sign up to my mailing list at dragushcomedy.com. You can also find me on Instagram at dragushcomedy. Thanks a lot once again for tuning in and catch you guys on the next podcast.